Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast, the only podcast where we give you the complete meaning of life. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Roll intro. So, Mimi, I'm just going to jump right into this. I want to know, I have a list of questions for you today. Yeah, okay? this, this uh, podcast is going to be led by Matt over here. Yeah, I... Call me Shelly. Matt now. Well, they, I feel like they're not going to know yeah. when I say Shelly. I mean, if they that listen, felt the, weird, though, if they listen to the Matt. podcast, they should know that you call me Shelly. So you can call me okay, Shelly. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, so no, unnatural. I, this podcast, I definitely wrote pretty much the uh, the talking points for everything. I have a lot of questions for you. Oh, God. Um, you can chime in. You can change it. We can change the direction of it. But I okay. definitely have a lot of stuff. You know, I have I, a question for you. Okay, let's start. What's up? Do you like the tea? Tea's good, yeah. What is this? Apple. Does it taste like Christmas? No, honestly, I thought it was going to be better, to be honest, but... What? It's cardamom, ginger, and... Apple. Cinnamon. And cinnamon. I think. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. I've had better. Right? I think that's good. It's pretty good. All right, so my first question, I want to know what your biggest weakness is. I just got some questions for you. Do you know the answer to it? No, this is like a self critique, so I, know, I can't do answer. Do you know what my biggest weakness is? Um, I have, I mean, I could think of some, but I do. Some? <laughs> I could think of a lot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How many weaknesses do I have? No, what do you think your biggest weakness? Your the one thing that you wish you could maybe change about yourself or were working to change? I would say that my biggest weakness that I've always thought I had, but I think I'm getting better at, is caring what people think i don't know if that counts as a weakness no I, I does that say, count as a weakness yeah that's because i weakness. think that for a lot of my life it's held me back where you care too much what people think yeah i care too much about what people think and it's like prevented me from doing certain things you know mm-hmm. what are some examples of that um well it prevented me from starting youtube earlier i've wanted to do it since i was like in high school Really? Because I've always watched it. Like, I've loved it. And every single time I watch a video, I'm like, I could do that, you know? And I never did because I always thought people would judge me. So that's one thing. Another thing is sports. That's like a huge thing. That's like the first thing that comes to my mind, really. Uh. Like, I didn't... Um, when I was younger, I played like every sport I played, you know, with all my friends. And that was kind of when you're younger and you didn't really judge each other. But then as we got older and more mature and people got more competitive and more judgmental, I would say, too, I just suddenly, like, got this, like, huge fear of just not being great. And if like I'm not perfect at something, it really bothers me. So it's almost like I just don't even go for it if I'm not yeah. confident that I will be good at it, you know? Uh-huh, yeah, I, I could see Maybe that. that's two weaknesses. I, I even noticed that when we first, even up to now, like when we were dating and all this stuff throughout dating, when I'd go out to the field to train and the ball would roll over to you yeah, and you were like 10 feet away, I'm like, yeah, pass it back. And you're like, no, I don't want to. I was like, just kick the ball back. Yeah, like, no, that's, it's a huge thing. It, that's that's crazy, a huge yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I don't even want to do things in front of people if I'm not confident about it. I think it. you've gotten better at it, though, over, even just through what we've been dating. Through. Well, I mean, just, like, you started a YouTube channel. Yeah, I just, I've learned that if you make a bigger deal out of it, then it's gonna become a bigger deal. So yeah. even, even now, like, when the ball rolls over to me when I'm just filming you and it's only me and you, like, it terrifies me. I don't even want to kick it back to you, but I'm like, just do it before, like, you can even think about before it. Before I hype it yeah, up. Yeah, before you hype it up. Because yeah. once you start hyping it up, I'm like, no, like, I'll pick it up and just throw it to you. Yeah. I could see that for sure. So I have to just, like, do it before I overthink it. Mm-hmm. I think something that, like, I mean, I do care what people think. 
I, it's it's impossible not to. I think nobody can say I, I don't care what anybody thinks because mm-hmm. I care what people think. But I think like something that I've been good at is um, kind of laughing at myself all the time. Like where if someone makes fun of me for doing something, whether it was starting YouTube, whether it was getting into the gym when I was 100 pounds and hopping on the bench press and people making fun of me for like being like lifting two and a half. I had those two and a half pound plates on each side with the bar. Oh my God. Like I progressed up. <laughs> I, I just laughed at myself. Yeah. Like, and I thought like, I think that is huge to do with anything, whatever yeah. you just, you just laugh at yourself. Be like, yeah, huh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not good at that. Yeah. But I think that's, that's what I, I would say, but I definitely, I mean, like I think, I really think nobody doesn't care. And I think if you really don't care what anybody thinks, I almost think that's a bad thing. Yeah, no, but I just think that for me, at least, I think I just got like cursed with like two, like two weaknesses that make it worse because Uh I'm a perfectionist and I like, I'm not satisfied with anything below being perfect. And then Mm. I also care people think a lot. So it's really, really hard for me to like get out of my comfort zone and like go for things. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like it's really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then once you do and like once you are creating something, then like it, it's awesome. Like the content yeah. and stuff that you make is, is great. And I that's... You can't overthink it. Yeah. And like that's like one thing I would really even say why I was so confident when you talked, like told me like, yeah, look, I want to quit my job i was and i i knew like i had so much belief i was like there's no doubt in my mind that you weren't going to make it work and it wasn't going to work out because like i had seen how much you had worked how much of a perfectionist you were and how much like it wasn't perfectionist that in always in a bad way where it was really like you were like look i want this to be perfect so i'm actually going to put in the hours because i think there's two types of people it's like i'm a perfectionist i'm not going to do it you know, because I can't do it. Yeah. I can't make it perfect. And then there's like, you you literally work for hours and hours to make it perfect. Um, but I think that was something that just saw like the hard work is why I really was like, yeah, no, quit. I believe. Yeah, because you didn't even doubt me. Because I feel like if it was anything else or anybody else, you probably would have been like, you know, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, like, do you think I don't you're prepared think... for that? And you, you didn't even say that at all. You were just like, Because yeah. I don't think that quitting nine to five is, at, is right for everybody. And I don't think yeah. it's right for um, like at the right time, you know, like even for you, if you would have told me that, like you didn't want to get a nine to five job or enter into the work fate like place when you had, you know, no Instagram, no YouTube and you weren't doing anything. I'd be like, I think you probably should <laughs> like, but like seeing, like a... but seeing what you were, you've been doing and your work ethic and like everything else, I was like, yeah, no, it's going to work out. And now, and cause you would go nine to five, you'd spend two hours in the morning working out, planning your day, eating, eating right, doing all this stuff, setting up your lunch. And then your entire evening was literally just working more on your social media outlets and your off days, you went to school for interior design extra and you were creating all your own content and stuff and mood boards and everything for your Instagram and YouTube channel. So I was like, yeah, imagine what she would do if she literally has all day to work on that Yeah. versus I feel like a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, I want to quit my nine to five job, but it's all talk and they don't actually have anything and they have ideas, but they wouldn't actually work and do it and work every single day consistently of yeah, actually I think creating it, stuff. I think it helped that I had already started. Yeah. And so that was like why hundred percent I was like, no, go for it. Like I didn't like not even for a split second. What do you think my weakness is? Your weakness? I, I would say that, um, that what you said was like, I could be, I could see as a weakness where, you, like you maybe care what people think and i think like even just the little things of just kick me back the ball like i really don't care if you're bad at soccer like, you think i'm gonna break up with you if you're bad at soccer probably <laughs> <laughs> no it's like i um but just stuff like that but i think also uh i thought you were gonna say time management i don't want to say you're bad at time i'm getting management. good at it i'm yeah. getting better i think you're good at time management i mean you are late for stuff 
Um, but I think the sometimes stuff, I'm I, getting better. <laughs> I think what you make like I have a theory that you know nobody's late by nature. Nobody's like like has a late gene. Nobody is like oh I can't control. I'm just late. I'm a late person. It's because you don't prioritize what it is. Yeah. It's the same like thing when someone says oh I don't have time to work out. Everybody's got everybody's got the same amount of time. You the just people. Don't I remember going into classes in college and I would have the full class load as an applied mathematician at UC Davis. And I had my full 20 hours a week of soccer training, workouts, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then additionally, I would train by myself two, three times a week, mm-hmm. additional workouts or training sessions. And then I would work out in the gym additionally four or five times. And then I would still like have friend, go out with friends, you know, on the weekends, have Chipotle, go, go do like fun stuff. <laughs> he really misses Chipotle, I miss by Chipotle. The way. That's, we'll talk about <laughs> that later. We've been talking about it a lot. But like I would do all that and then I'd go to class and then I'd see this kid who only, you know, nope. And I had a part-time job as a ref, and refing intramural games and I did coaching camps through UC Davis. Yeah. So I had all this stuff and I, you know, always made it a priority to do all this stuff. And somebody I would, I remember sitting in class and I had already woken up at 5.30 in the morning to go to my 6 a.m. conditioning. And then I did the 6 a.m. conditioning with the team. And then I had we had the two and a half hour like training session. After the training session, we had our team weights. And then I got breakfast real quick, a breakfast burrito, hopped into class. I was sitting in class and this kid next to me is like, man, I'm so tired. And I was like, yeah? I'm like, what, what happened? Like, and he's like, I, I was like, I just woke up, man. I'm like, <laughs> it was like at 10 in the morning. I'm like, bro, yeah. I've been up for four hours now and I've already done three different workouts. And so I was like, I, it's not, you know, you got to prioritize. Everybody's got the same amount of time. Yeah. So I don't think you're bad or, you know, late. I just really think that you have to prioritize what's important. And so I don't think you're bad with time management. You just have to know your priorities because you're never late for stuff that you really think Care is a about. priority. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I think for your weakness, like going back to that, like I, I do like think that caring what people think, um, but only in certain things because you don't care what people think in other things, you know? Yeah. Because I care about more of what people think about me in areas. And you're like, just Shelly, what are you doing? Like, you know? Yeah. But um, I would say, yeah, I think that would be it, honestly. I feel more like, so than time management. I feel like this is um, like that documentary we watched yesterday about that murder, the killer the ice man ice man Uh we watched a documentary on this guy i don't know if you guys have heard of him but he was like a killer for like a paid what do you call it like a paid assassin assassin. hitman yeah hitman for the mafia and um he just would kill like over 200 people and he just didn't care but it was interesting because a psychologist was the one that interviewed him into this documentary and then at the end he got to ask the psychologist questions and i feel like it's kind of like this like what do you think my biggest weakness is Ooh, <laughs> this There's is so many. It's hard. To <laughs> say. I, I won't. You can let it rip. I can take it. Biggest weakness. My biggest weakness. Yeah. Biggest weakness. Yeah. You know, do I not have any? Is it the same thing as flaw, or is it different than a flaw? No. That, yeah, that counts. I just. It's hard for me to differentiate. You can go first. I like you know in self critique, and this is something that my mom kind of always would critique about me because like i mean she loves me obviously but she definitely has she likes to not criticize but she tells me what i need to work on all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh i think it's definitely like i need to be the center of attention all the time see that's what i was gonna say but i didn't know if that counted as a weakness it's i i would say it's, it's if you look at it in terms of daily life I think it is because i just don't care about other people sometimes Well, because i was gonna say that because i feel like a lot of times like it's kind of like about you. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, but not like, in a, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but because 
it helps you. That's the thing. Like, it's not a weakness to you. It's a weakness maybe to the people around you or like to your relationships. In terms of being a person, I think it's a weakness. But in terms of obviously YouTube, it helps because I want to be the center of attention. I love being there. I love being the face. I love um, attention. And it's I, it's not just about like a, an attention like whore, but I, I really respect what attention can do for you in terms yeah. of business, in terms of your career, everything. Soccer, getting scouted, it's all based off attention. So I really respect and I do love attention. So I think that does help me in soccer. I think it does help me in YouTube. But in terms of being a person, like I know, like I even can feel it. Sometimes when I sit down with somebody, I even in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we've talked about you for 10 minutes now. We need to alter the conversation to something else. Some ask them a question, and that's like a it's a conscious effort for me. Yeah, and it's it's something I'm really working on, and I, I think I've improved it a lot. But I definitely think my biggest weakness is I really am a little um, egocentric. Yeah, no, that's kind of that's what I was. That's why I asked you. I'm like, is a flaw the same thing as a weakness? Because I think that's more. I think people would categorize that more as a flaw than a weakness. Mm-hmm. Because it's more like you're just, I feel like it's like your, your strength of like yourself and how confident you are. I feel like that just overpowers how much you care about other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I mean, that makes yeah, sense. it's, in, it literally is in terms of different things. Because... It's weird though, because like there are some people who you see like on reality TV shows and like in movies and stuff who like, like to be the center of attention and normally they're like antagonists like they're like not the good character and you don't like them and they make they make you not like them you know like that's how they're portrayed and i wouldn't ever like look at you like that like i've never looked at you and been like oh he just wants to be a center of attention yeah it's more like you are striving to be the best and i feel like that's not always a bad thing you know like that's how a lot of athletes got to where they are it's not because they just want to stand up in the middle of the room and like not let anybody else talk it's not like that it's just that they want people to look at them yeah. and like you it's almost like okay if you guys have ever seen the movie madagascar i always i always compare you to alex the lion yeah. because it's like everybody still loves him he's bubbly but like he wants to be the one on the stage like yeah. showing off and flexing his muscles and like that's totally you and he's still goofy at the same time and people love him mm-hmm. you know like they love that guy that like wants to be in the in the center it's not like a, it's not like a bad thing you yeah. know I think too, like, and that is actually, you know, I always say if you want to be um, a pro to find the really intrinsic motivators of why you want to do mm-hmm. it, not just be like, I want to be a pro, but like, why? Like, and then break it down more and more and more. Yeah. And so like, for me, I always wanted to be a pro and like, why? Well, I think there's nothing better in the world than obviously doing what you love, getting paid to do what you absolutely love every single day. Mm-hmm. But another huge intrinsic motivator is that I want to have thousands and thousands of people looking at me, watching me play. Like I want to be have that feeling of success. Like this guy's successful. I want to be that attention. And it's like it's it sounds really bad, but if it motivates me to work harder, if it motivates yeah, me, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good, I feel yeah. like you use it to your advantage. Yeah. Like it's it's not necessarily a weakness to you all the time. You yeah. know, maybe and, it is in like little conversations. Like when you go to coffee with people, mm-hmm. maybe you're talking more about your life than theirs. But it is true. Like your life is more exciting. It is more fun to talk about. So a lot of times, yeah. like. I just think that you just have to be aware that maybe talking about someone else isn't going to be as exciting, but you still have to do it. Yeah. And I I even, I I try to work on it so much and I really think I have improved a ton since like even my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Like that's so much I feel like I've improved, but, um, I do definitely, 
I've, cause I've noticed myself where it's like, okay, let's, you know, even my head up, like, okay, ask a question about them, how their business or how their job's going. And as soon as they start talking, I can feel myself zoning out. Cause I yeah. just, I, it's like, I don't, and it sounds so bad. And I hope you guys don't think like I'm a, I'm a jerk, yeah, but like, really not about but that. like it, it's, I just, it's hard to explain without Yeah, But the thing like is that like people, people like are like feeding that. Like people like are, are. Yeah, I know what you mean. Making that worse because like there has been so many times where you and I are like talking to someone that we haven't seen in a long time or that you're meeting or something. And the first question is always like, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And the, that person will say like, oh, you know, I'm like a financial analyst or I do insurance or something. And then they ask you like, oh, what do you do? And then you say, I'm a professional soccer player. And then I'll say I'm an interior designer or whatever it is. And then they instantly are like, oh, wow, like you're, that's way more interesting. Let's talk about that. You and know, I'm like starting, they don't even, I get all excited. Yeah, and you love it because you love talking about yeah. it because it's a truly exciting life. And mm-hmm. like the, all these people, they want to talk about your life because it's way more rare. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they yeah. don't get to talk about it that much. So then I think that they're not helping your situation where you're like trying to, to learn about them because I've heard so many, like, do you agree? Like, I no, always people, hear people I'll, say that. They're like, oh, like, pff, screw my job. Like, let's talk about you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, it I'm like, happened. no, you're not helping him at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're trying to work on this. This is something, I'm, it's my New Year's resolution is to ask more questions about other people and yeah. you're not helping me. <laughs> but I think that's really good that at least you're aware of yeah, that. Yeah, you know? it is active. Like, I'm, I'm really trying to improve that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's my biggest weakness, 100%, is that. Yeah, and the thing too, I'm realizing that that has probably stemmed from you just being obsessed like you're truly obsessed with what you're doing and like that's what's always on your mind so it's not that you just don't care about other people it's just that's what's on your mind all the time Mm -hmm. is what you're working on like what you're about to accomplish or what you're working towards like you know like what you're currently doing like that's just always like at the forefront of your mind you know Mm -hmm. because like i'll even be talking to you like asking a question about something and you'll just be like you'll just like say something random about like soccer or like you're become elite or something I'm like hello like, <laughs> but that's just always what's on your mind yeah because you're truly obsessed with it yeah, yeah it just goes hand in hand with your obsession i think because you just get really easily obsessed mm-hmm. yeah and I, I definitely even with normal questions you're like hey what time do we have to leave today and i'm like don't even look up yeah i'm like hello <laughs> that's yeah. interesting though i'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that up yeah my mom is every single time, every New Year's, like every single year, I think since I was a little kid, four or five, when you do the New Year's resolutions. Does she make it for you? I would, even as a five, six year old, I'd be like, I don't want to work on anything. I'm perfect. Like <laughs> stupid stuff like that. And my mom would always be like, Matthew, how about your, uh, your, your um, vanity or maybe like your ego not being, you, if the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. Humbleness. Like maybe take a step back yeah. and ask more people, care about what other people have to say. When Michael starts talking at the dinner table don't automatically try to turn the attention back onto you. Yeah. Michael's my brother, by the way. But it's just, it's also too, like, I'm just trying to defend you, I feel like. But it's yeah. also <laughs> You're too, not helping me either. <laughs> I always do this. <laughs> Some person messaged him on Instagram. They're, I don't know if they're going to watch this, but someone uh, messaged him or tagged him in a story, just some random kid, and they were, like, tagging their top three favorite youtubers or something and then shell i got number like third like third place and actually like a third place trophy and i was like defending it i'm like well it's okay like he probably doesn't know you as a person like <laughs> you're like me it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i feel like that's also it also goes hand in hand with the fact that with certain people i don't think you're like this all the time but you are very um what's the opposite of being 
introverted extroverted yeah. you're really extroverted and i think there's some people in your family that are less and so Michael. <laughs> you, so i feel like because i'm like that too a lot of times like you just instantly kind of feel like you're overshadowing people or that you're being the center of attention but it's just like it's just your personality like there's some people that just aren't as loud or don't talk as much yeah you know because yeah. i find myself talking a lot sometimes and i'm like wait a minute like they haven't talked in a little <laughs> while like i should probably shut up yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i think it's just a combination of things definitely well, the uh, next topic, uh, somebody actually has a suggestion from one of the listeners. So again, keep on giving us suggestions. Any talking points you want we us to bring up? We should write their names down so we can give them credit for their suggestions. That's a lot of work. Other people. Let's think of other people <laughs> here. <Shelley. laughs> um, yeah, well, whoever it was, thank you for submitting this. But this is about how to balance um, school and soccer, especially in college. But obviously this applies to high school I'll take this well. one if you want me to. Well, I mean, you balance <laughs> school and other stuff. I don't balance soccer but um uh basically i think one of the biggest things is like uh it's all about i think there's a couple things on how to the best ways to balance it i'll give you three right off the bat number one is you have to realize that it's hard i mean in college it there's no way around it if you want to be good in soccer and have a d1 scholarship and play and perform and you also want to get good grades and not get kicked out of the school and you know set yourself up a backup plan it's going to be a lot of work because both those require 20, 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand that you have to put in, what, 40, 60 hours a week of work. So it's going to be more than a full-time job. Yeah. And so like a lot of people don't understand. They think it's some secret and that they will be able to still play five hours of video games or watch TV all Sunday. And you got to realize it's like, no, if you want that, you got to realize you got to sacrifice all that free time that you want. Because every student athlete has very little free time. Every single one. So right off the bat, you have to realize it's going to be a grind and it's hard. So there's no easy way around it. So I'm not, these tips, even the, this first tip is not like, oh, this is how to make it easier. The first tip is it's freaking hard and you have to understand that. Number two, for sure, is um, I'm a big believer in like the 80-20 principle. And actually, I have this as a talking point in today's video, which I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But the 80-20 principle, it's like... of your success or your results or anything, your business comes from just 20% of your efforts. So realize that if you have a math test, and this was something huge for me for a math test. You've been so good at this. It's like the math test, you know, they'll talk about the final teacher will even say half the test is going to be on chapter 13, but the whole test is going to cover one chapters one through 13. I would spend all my time on chapter 13 memorizing yeah, that you've been like that's back to the studying thing like you're so good at knowing what to spend your time on because yeah. i would be the person to go okay i'm gonna start with chapter one yeah. and then go to 13 <laughs> like so i can learn everything yeah, no, I'm, I'm like and then you're like no i'm gonna actually learn what i need to learn give I'm me like, yeah Whoa. the meat i just i don't care about one through 12 just give me the meat and then after that i spend eight hours on that i'll spend three or four covering one through 12 and so it's like that and the same with soccer is it going to be worth going to this gym session today that you want to get on yourself and having like an arm day, you know, sometimes? And I'm not going to say I never have arm day. I have a fun arm day. But like what's going to help you more besides the single arm cable tricep extension is to hit the big compound workouts, the big compound movements, the high intensity interval training that's mm-hmm. really going to help you so much. And you can crush it. You know, if you go and you go to the gym and you do 20 minutes of high intensity interval sprints on the treadmill and then you do five sets of really good heavy squats and then you do some really good jumping plyometric box jumps and some other stuff for legs that's gonna be so much better than you trying to just do single leg like calf raises and spending all this well, time see, it's all about then you're saying 
It's just the efficiency of your time. You have to make your time more efficient. Well, that's the 80, that's the 80, 20 well, yeah. principle because then you focus on the 20% of exercises, the 20% of your studies, the 20% of everything that's going to give you 80% of your results. Yeah. You just have to make it count. Yeah. And so it's the same, like that's how I do school and soccer. And then I'd say the last tip is always be working to get ahead. Like uh, never procrastinate. Like I was always, my whole idea was like, I'm going to start, you know, with the hardest thing first my workouts, get the wall of my workouts, the training, everything done in the morning. Then I go to my classes. Then um, I would finish, go home and get ahead on my paper, you know, three or four hours. And so I'd be trying to go as fast as possible, get as much as work done so that I would have 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. free. And I would just work. And so I'm getting everything out of my day. So I have those last two hours to enjoy. And I feel like so many people start enjoying time early in the morning or in the middle it's of the delayed day. delayed gratification. Yeah, it's like, do get it all, because I can't even relax if I know I still have a paper due. I have to be like, I'm going to finish this paper so that even tomorrow I can re- relax. Yeah. I, interestingly enough, in college, I actually did better, and in life, actually, like, I actually do better, and I'm more efficient, and I think I am more productive when I have more on my plate yeah because like if you like let yourself get lazy like there were some semesters in college where i only took like three classes and i found myself slacking off so much because Mm -hmm. you don't really have much to do all day like your homework's way more spaced out you only have like one class two classes a day yeah you can work out when you want and i found that i did worse in those classes than like my last semester because i graduated early so i wanted to cram it all in i took like five four unit classes so yeah. five huge classes or six or something like insane like i took like 21 units or something i didn't have one spare minute of my life yeah. that whole quarter and i got the best gpa i'd ever gotten ever yeah um, yeah exactly like way better than when i had like all the time in the world there's, so a lot of times like you can use it to your advantage you know like just there's a quote that says if you want to get something done give it to a busy man yeah he'll, he'll get it done he'll get it done because yeah. if you have too it's, it's like if you have too much time on your hands yeah like you, you get lazy because yeah, you're like you, you literally you're, the mindset goes i have five free days until this is due yeah so i guess you wait till day five yeah versus if you're busy you're like look i know i have only 30 minutes tonight to work on something because tomorrow i'm completely booked the next day is a little bit free i maybe could do two hours so then you're gonna crunch it in there yeah that's no, the same so for in finals week we would get you know finals week you get um the week off of training uh with team training team workouts everything so you can focus on finals but I would still do, I would do an individual or team training, uh, like a small group training session every single day of the week. And I would and also work out, do a gym workout four or five days of the week during finals week. And all my teammates would be like, you, you're working out, you're doing all this like during finals week? I'm like, yeah, because if I do this, when I don't work out, when I don't have these things in my day, I literally do the same thing. I'll sleep in. I'm like, I got all day to study. Yeah, you get lazy. Versus if I do these workouts, do this stuff, I realize my day's starting to cut short mm-hmm. and I'm more focused on my time yeah, so i'm exactly the same way. that's that i think is the main tips i'm sorry if this bell in the background you guys hear this yeah, on the podcast. there's hear a, that. They're doing some stupid <laughs> it's just ringing a bell out there it's like a combination of a jackhammer and a church bell it's just some what idiot is it? he's just having fun we, they put <laughs> digging the bell <laughs> they put just some stupid guy on the bell out there yeah hey glenn just you know just ring it just have fun today <laughs> no i'm i'm sorry about that but yeah so for tips on how to be successful in balancing soccer and school that's it realize it's hard every moment wisely yeah realize it's going to be hard and that there's no that Mm -hmm. you're going to have very little free time focus on the stuff that's going to give you the best the most results the best results with the most little effort the 80 20 principle and then um 
expect, you know, be busy, always be working on something, try to like set yourself up, delayed gratification that you want to have your rest day tomorrow. So get everything, everything done today. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. The next thing, another question, then we'll move on to more questions I have for you, Mimi. But the next question here um, that we got like a, just a suggestion was how to build connections in soccer slash business now. Yeah. Good question. So for soccer, building connections, I see this kind of a lot. Like I definitely have seen people like really try to network as if it was a, I think it's different doing it in soccer than in business because if to build connections in soccer, it's not going to like these, you know, LinkedIn events and like shaking <laughs> hands and be like, I don't know, it's Matt, you know, I'm a soccer player, blah, blah, blah. And you do want to meet people, but it's more about your performance on the field, playing for new teams doing that and like showing that you're reputable, that you are a well, good yeah, because, player. Because you always say too, like with connections, they're only going to recommend you to people if they believe in you and think you're a good player. Yeah. So you yeah. have to just show that you're really good and then people will want to be connected to you. Yeah. Cause you know? I have people and players all the time talk to me and connect with me. I'm doing, I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah. They connect <laughs> with me by like talking like, look, I'm a player, blah, blah, blah. And they just like, so they can get, you know, know me. But if I don't believe in them as a player, I'm never going to recommend them to a coach to bring them in. Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend a player that I played with. I know is a good player who I built a connection with there. And it was all stemmed off of that. He's a good player. So I think that the number one thing is to just perform on the field. And that sounds so obvious, but so many people don't understand that. If you perform on the field every single day, you work hard in training every single day, people respect you and they know that you're a pro, Mm -hmm. then those teammates are going to remember you when you're, it's like, you know, I got my contract at OC Blues because I was a practice player at Sacramento Republic. And I came to Sacramento Republic every single day and did the dirty work of a practice player. Hopped in the drills and just got beat one on one every single time yeah, for the, to guard the forwards. Got blamed for everything. Got blamed, you know, did the dirty work. Mm-hmm. But I showed up every single day with a good attitude, worked hard, and improved. And then Ivan Mirkovich, when he moved to the OC Blues, he realized that they needed a right back. I was actually the second one he recommended. The first oh, I one didn't was, know that. Yeah, the first who, one was. Who was the first one? Uh, I think it was in Ireland or something. He already had a contract. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, you know what? I do know another right back, great player, really good work ethic, blah, 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 from Sacramento. That connection, it wasn't from me, you know, taking Ivan out to coffee and schmoozing. It was that I was his teammate and I showed up and did the work and he respected that. And so he brought me in yeah, for trial. Yeah, that's so true. It's so different than other businesses, yeah. I think. And business, I feel like, is a lot of like, okay, you go to the meeting greets, shake hands, you know, kiss the babies, blah, 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 schmooze. <laughs> in soccer, it's do the dirty work, you know, be respected. And I do think, obviously, in business, you want to be respected too, but. Yeah. Um, this is just a small tip. It's not really like a big thing, but my brother actually taught this to me. He said, that you should start a notes in your phone where you write down all of your connections. Like every time you meet somebody, write mm-hmm. down where you met them, or how you know them and like their name. And cause he is in the actual business world. So it's different than athletics, but, um, it, I started doing that and it's actually like been really interesting and it's helped because a lot of times, like you said, like if you're not f- actually focused on them, like you're not really going to pay attention or remember their name or really yeah. care. But um, if you just start a notes in your phone, you can even do do this with soccer and like write down like the teams yeah. or whatever it is or like type of players mm-hmm. and just start writing down people's names. Then like when you need a connection, you can go through that and be like, oh yeah, like I met this goalie here, like yeah. you know whatever. That'd be really good for coaches. And, yeah. And um, you know you because I've done that before. I had an Excel spreadsheet of the coaches' names, all of the USL, yeah. um, their emails, and uh, like 
their contact information so I could contact yeah. them and send them out my highlight videos, send them out my CV, stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. Yeah, I found it really helped. And I started doing that. Um, the first time I started was when I went to my first like professional like event, like design event. And it was at this really nice restaurant downtown. Mm-hmm. And I went with a few people from my uh, company because we got invited. And, you know, you go around and you meet like all these people there, you're drinking, like you're having fun. And I feel like a lot of times, probably at the end of the day, people are going to go home and fall asleep and then wake up and not remember, you know, like they don't, it's not going to stay with them who they met. So like I wrote down uh, under the table, like on my phone, I'm like, here's (laughs) this guy from this company, you know, this is his position or whatever. So if I ever wanted to, you know, talk to them or get into that company, I could. Yeah. Otherwise I would not have remembered. Yeah. And I also think, um, going back to soccer for building connections, realize that the more teams, the more open combines, the more trials, the more everything that you do, the more people you meet, the more teams you play with, there's obviously more connections. Mm -hmm. If you're worrying, if you're like, I don't have any connections, but you've played for your local club for the last 15 years of your entire youth career, and now you're in the senior team and you don't have any connections, well, it's like, yeah, all you, you're stuck in a bubble, you know? I'm a big believer. It's like, Start, you know, as soon as you feel like you progress every year, every couple of years, you should feel like you've progressed from this team, you've improved, and now you want ready for the next level. You know, go over and play for this team and, you know, guest appear for them. Go and talk and try to do this open combine and just meet, you know, because mm-hmm. I've met so many little people and so many things where it's just great connections from just always be doing and playing with different teams. Yeah, you've been everywhere. Yeah. And so now, it's like, a small world too. It's like a very weirdly small world. Small world. Yeah. And like, just like even something that, you know, it's crazy. Like, uh, one thing I remember, I went to a combine over in Florida, signed up for it, flew out there, did a combine. Nothing came out, nothing Mm -hmm. came out of the combine. You know, I was like, ah, wasted time, whatever, you know, good experience, I guess. Then a couple months later, I, I went over to Iceland for a trial. This is back in 2015, went over to Iceland for a trial. The other, one of the other foreigners that came in and he was staying in the same, uh, they put us up in a hostel. The one the same hostel as me he came in. He I, all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh yeah, well, you'll have another foreigner staying with you. He's from uh, the U.S. as well. It's like, all right, cool. Took my nap. I was like hanging out in the hostel on my phone or whatever. Door mm-hmm. opens. This guy comes in. It's like, bro. <laughs> like we were on the same exact team over in the combine. At the combine. And so it's like, so weird. And so it's like, we're like, oh, wow. And then we started talking. His name is Jay. I'm like, bro. Like it was just such a small world, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just goes like, that would have been complete stranger if I didn't do this open combine. So always be, you know, doing all this. You never know what person you're going to meet is going to lead you to that first pro contract. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I've, I've, I'm not very good at making connections just because like I am an extrovert, but when it comes to certain things, like I am more introverted mm-hmm. and like, I think socially, like I'm pretty introverted when it comes to like the amount of people that I choose to have in my life. Uh-huh. Cause my brother's the totally opposite. And he always tells me, he's like, Mimi, you got to make more connections. Like you got to get out there. Cause I'm the kind of person who like, will just go to work, come home, go yeah. to the gym, work on my stuff. Like I don't really care to go out to dinner with my coworkers, you know, like it, stuff like that doesn't really interest me because I don't know if it's like a bad thing, but I am more concentrated on myself and what I'm doing. Yeah. And then he's the type of guy who's like, no, like you should go to dinner. You should go to coffee, like get to know them, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I don't know. I, I'm not very, I don't think I'm very good at that, but yeah, I could see that. But I mean, at the same time you get put in any social situation and you just you flourish. flourish. <laughs> yeah. You just instantly, you just start yeah. talking and it's like yeah. you're, you're best friends with them. But it's like what you said with the conversation and like asking other people questions. For me, making friends and making connections like that is a conscious effort. 
Yeah. You know, some people just know millions of people and that's just who they are. You're like, oh, bro, like you want to go here? I'll call someone for you. Yeah. You know, I'm the total opposite. I'm like, I need to work at it and actually spend time to keep those people in my life and to make those friends or make yeah. those connections or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now let's move on to more questions for you, Mimi, that oh. I, I chose. Okay. I have two for you. Two more. Two more questions for you. Okay. Do you know the answers? No, that literally. I actually... These are questions I want to know, too. Oh, gosh. Number one, what do you think has been the worst phase in your entire life? The lowest low you've ever experienced? Sophomore year of college. Sophomore year of college? 100%. Explain. <laughs> I don't know. Because we, we just started dating then, so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Um, no, it was... Um, it's al- It was almost like... My psychology teacher in high school told me one time, I don't know if this is real or not, um, but he said that your brain will like purposely block out certain periods of your life if just to protect you so that yeah. you don't remember them. And I feel like my sophomore year don't is... Don't over I'm not. I'm not. I <laughs> literally like... I just feel like it was almost more like I was so miserable that I like removed myself from the situation. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I just wasn't present which is kind of weird. And I feel like that is true. Like the example he was using in high school when he was explaining this to us in our class was that's how he um, thinks of middle school. He's like, I can't tell you one thing about middle school because it's, it's, it's usually people's like awkward years. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't remember middle school because like they don't want to because it was so <laughs> awkward, you know? Um, you didn't have that problem. I think we've talked about that before. I like middle school. Yeah, I don't remember anything. I mean, I, anything. Was, I was awkward. I was always, I I'm always, not, I'm still am yeah, awkward. Yeah, but literally, like, I literally don't remember anything about middle school. Yeah. Like, it's just blacked out. And I feel like my <laughs> sophomore year is kind of like that. Um, I just had, I just did not have a good living situation with my roommates. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, it affected all areas of my life. Like, I just wasn't Well, the living situation is a big area of your life. It is. And it it just, like, affected me. Like, I remember um, in class, it it made me really anxious. And, like, in class, I'd be taking, like, a quiz. I remember this specifically. I was taking a quiz, and it was, like, a weekly quiz. So it wasn't, like, a big deal at all. And I shouldn't have been nervous. It was a math class. I was good at it. And um, I was, like, shaking the whole time just because, like, like... I couldn't get it out of my mind, like my yeah. the situation was going on at home, that it affected me in school and it affected me like, and it was almost like it, it put me in like a shell. Like I felt more like a hermit my sophomore year of college than I did ever in my life because yeah. I'm not a hermit. Like I'm not antisocial, but like I feel like when things go bad, like I turn antisocial, you know, mm-hmm. and like instead of, you know, going out with friends or like going out with the, with the people that I do like in my life, like I just chose to just like turn inwards yeah i just turned inwards and i think i i don't do good when i'm like that yeah i remember that time just like just like always like you venting to me about like stuff and about like anxiety during that time as well yeah i was like oh man i got a crazy one yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding no because that was it wasn't at the totally beginning that was after like a year mm-hmm. but yeah. um yeah that was just some people have really great college experiences like Shelly loved his. He had a great time. Loved college. He was yeah. like the man. And I just, I could not get out of there faster. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Like I graduated early and it was still not early enough. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> that was, that's, I'm sorry that you had to experience that because it, I mean, like I did have a really good group of guys around me. A I really think that good that, team. That, I mean, I love my living situation. That can change everything because I mean, we didn't have like the best 
town. Like we weren't living yeah. in the best place. There wasn't really much around. There was like only one road to get out of there. Like you're literally stuck in this little town in the middle of farm country. Yeah. You know? And in Northern California. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is is like humans I feel like can make any situation fun yeah. if they have the right people. Like I was and, even and watching And vice versa. They can make any great situation terrible. Exactly. Like yeah. I could have been in like you know, a great university. I could have been at like Harvard. Like I could have been at Stanford, but if I wouldn't have had the right people, I would, I would have hated it, you yeah. know? And like with the school that we went to, and I don't want to like talk shit on it because it's a great school. Yeah. And if you're going there, like don't. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. No, it's, it's a good school, but there are some people who had such a good time there. And I, I just feel like my, my social life, because it was not great. Mm-hmm. Like, that just overshadowed everything. Cause you yeah. were like, I don't care. I could be in Davis for 10 years if I have the right people yeah, and I have my I, friends and my soccer team. And well, the, cause the main two things in my life, it was soccer and it was friends. Yeah. And like, so it didn't matter to you that there was only one grocery store, you know, like yeah. it, that didn't matter. Like, to you. I had the, the, my team. I love from freshman year to my senior year. I love that team. Every, every single guy seemed like it was a great guy on the team. And then my living situation from freshman year was with one of my best friends of all time. Yeah, Matt and then Weasenfart. he stuck with you. Like, you guys stuck together. And for then, the rest of- yeah, and then every year, I mean, even sophomore year, like, there's some conflicts in our house sometimes. But, like, still, I loved it. Like, looking back on it, it was all great. And then junior and senior year, we lived with the same group of six guys in this house. And to the to this day, those six guys are still, like, my best friends of all time. So, yeah. out of good situation. I, that's why I was always jealous of people who played sports and who had teams. Because, mm. like... I wanted to be on a team, like not just even to play, but just to be with those people. Cause yeah. it's like, it's a different type of friendship. It's a it different is. type of bond because well, you you're th- going through everything yeah. together. You go through that preseason where you in Davis by yourself and no other students here for a month straight. And you're doing double days in hundred degree heat yeah. every single day. And you're, as a freshman, you're going through the freshman rituals and the freshman initiations and you're going through like just yeah. honestly hell. Do you know what that reminds me of? Huh. <laughs> um, my mom has two rabbits and this actually like relates exactly uh-huh. but rabbits are like known to be really really hard to mix you can't just like buy another one and bring it home mm-hmm. you have to slowly integrate them together and we had both of them for like a month we had to keep them in separate cages with separate water with separate like food otherwise they would have like killed each other and the only way that you can get these rabbits to be friends and to like each other is to put them in like a mutual, like horrible situation where they're together, but they're miserable because then they bond together. And it's exactly like what you're saying. Like we literally, our, our family friend had to put them in a trunk of a car. Like this sounds like animal abuse, but if you read any like book about how to put bunnies together, this is what you do. Sure. I swear. (laughs) But you put them in a trunk and then she sprayed them with a water bottle. So they're getting wet and they're miserable. And then you drive around and they're just stuck together wet in a car like terrified and then afterwards like they to this day it's been like a, a couple of years now like they won't stop like like cuddling like they love each other that's interesting <laughs> that's, that's like you and wheezy <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true when that's you go funny. through when you go through like horrible situations with people it brings you so close. Yeah, and, and preseason was horrible. It was so much fun. Well, but yeah, like, but it I'm was just horrible saying, like, in the terms of it, workload. Well, yeah, like, and like even like hard trainings when it was 118 degrees. Like you guys are dying yeah. together. Like you're you're going through That's that. True, yeah. All right, last question for you, Mimi. Then uh, we'll end it there. I want to know. We've talked about some bad periods of your life. I want to know now. What's your all-time biggest um, accomplishment? 
all-time biggest accomplishment. Yeah. What are you most proud about in your entire life? I think saying graduating from college is cheesy. And I don't think it's like that big of an accomplishment for me because I feel like I was just on track. Like it was just going to happen. Yeah. But I think graduating early was a big one for me. And, you know, my mom and my parents would like tell everyone, you know, like she graduated early. And yeah. it just felt good because it wasn't just like I graduated, like I graduated early, which was a big deal. And I thought that was um, a big accomplishment. But I think that, um, I think we've talked about this before, but like me and you, our accomplishments are kind of on different levels because like yours would be like signing a pro contract. And like, I don't have like a big thing like that. Mine are more like little accomplishments. Yeah, that build up. That Yeah, that build up. And so I think graduating early would be one thing. I think, honestly, I think just like choosing my field and choosing the direction I wanted to go in was like a huge one for me and like just pursuing it because for my whole life I knew I liked design and I liked being creative and I liked art and everything but I never did it I never ever until like basically when I graduated I never committed to it so I think just committing to that and just going for it like full force going to school like getting a job like everything like I think that was a big accomplishment Cause I just like went for it and people even told me like, Oh, like, aren't you, don't you want to get like a stable job and, you know, do something in the econ? I'm like, no, no, like I'm going to do it. Like I can yeah. do it. And so that was a big thing. Just like committing yeah. was a big accomplishment. And also I don't know if quitting counts, but like quitting was a big accomplishment for me because I felt like I got to a place in my life where I knew exactly what I had to do. And I was so scared about it, like mm-hmm. terrified. And I did it. And I felt so accomplished. Like after I quit, I feel like most people be like kind of stressed out, but I was like, I wanted to throw a party because I was so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, I felt like it was more like a milestone than mm-hmm. anything. I, yeah. If I were to go and say like what I would be most proud of that you've accomplished, I would definitely say, um, you making choosing and doing the stuff everything is like choosing and doing the stuff that you really, really want to do. And I think all three of your, what you yeah, just listed cause it, is that it. wasn't easy for me at yeah, all because like, you know, you really wanted to graduate early. And then, so you worked to do it. You at first, you know, and deep down, you always knew you want to be an interior designer, but you were going to go into that traditional route of get a safe, stable job that pays well in the city somewhere in some business world or financial sector, which is, you know, can be a passion for everybody. And I think you still do have that as a a passion, but it's not your main passion. And for you to decide and know that and choose willingly that you were to actually follow your passion and have the patience of like, I'm going to build something I think is very, like very cool. And then the last thing even that is like, okay, now you know that you're in the right field, but you're not that what your setup is not right. You want to be building your own thing, working for yourself and then to choose that again. So mm-hmm. all three things, it's like really following what your deep down gut is telling you to do. And that's yeah. what I think is like your biggest accomplishment if I were you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's funny because um, like one of my biggest accomplishments, I feel like is similar to one of yours and that's essentially both quitting something, but like you dropped out of college. Yeah. But that was like a huge thing for you. You know, scary, like that's, yeah. that's instantly when you're like, okay, I'm committing to what I want to do. Like yeah. I'm committing to pursuing this. And like, that's when I had to quit my job. So we both had to like quit one road so that we could go down the other one, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to, I don't want to glamorize quitting and trying to do your own thing yeah. i think you it's a very you have to be practical you know because so many i get so many emails from kids saying look i'm a junior in high school should i drop out and try to be a pro and i'm like 
And I'm like, okay, well, for some juniors in high school, yeah, it is the right if time. You're messy. If you're, if <laughs> I mean, if you do have really good, if you have German teams or yeah. your European teams knocking on your door, and you have you know scoring millions of goals in these club seasons for development academy teams, and you have European teams knocking on your door wanting you to bring you in for trials, then yeah, drop out, go for it. But if you're just you know and playing in high school and you don't have any connections, you're like, should I drop out and fly buy a one-way ticket to Europe and try to knock on doors? Cl-? No, Mm-mm. be practical. Yeah, no, it has to be all about timing and like being prepared and just like knowing that the you same, And the same exact it. thing with you. It's like, if you had nothing else, you didn't have your Instagram, YouTube, or building your Mimi Estelle brand, website, anything, and you're like, I want to quit and just follow you around the world, I would be like, Mimi, no, screw off. Work. <laughs> Go away, baby. I, yeah, because like I didn't want you to just throw away your life to just yeah. follow me, but you're not. You're literally following what your your passion is, and that's why, like, even going back to the beginning of this podcast, I was like, 100% do it, because I know that you're following something and working towards something. So it's be practical with everything, but mm-hmm. you know, but work towards it. If you're that high school kid, junior who doesn't have any connections, isn't have European, you don't have European clubs knocking on your door work to build up to that and then have backup plans but then once you do and you can see that now you know is the right time for yourself like for me in college i had four successful seasons in college scoring goals every single season 15 uh career goals as a forward i'd played and succeeded a top goal scorer for the san jose earthquakes u23 team i played another pdl team was successful there i knew that that was the right time for me i had usl teams emailing me to come into season, uh, preseasons. I had scouts hitting me up. I had uh, two agents calling me. Yeah, and I was like, it's the like right, yeah, it's the right time for me to drop out. Same with Germany. I had a German guy who played over, Marcus, played over in Germany, was from Germany. He wanted to bring me over and bring me two teams to give me trials. That was the right time for me. I didn't, I was practical with everything and that's why it worked out for me. Yeah. So, it's about where the opportunities are. You got to yeah. go where they are. Follow that, but be practical. You know, have dreams and goals, but be practical about it. Because a dream and a goal without a practical approach and a plan to get there is just a dream. You want to make it a goal. Boom, we're going to end on that right there. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. I was in my motivational mode today. I, I feel really motivated now. Yeah. You know, I just want, some days, you know, I, I, I get that sometimes. Like I'll make a YouTube video and it's very motivational. I'm into it, the zone. And then people are like, wow, you were feeling yourself today, huh? I'm like, I was. <laughs> he was. And especially like, you know, I got caffeine going to me. I got workouts. Yeah, I did workouts, all those podcasts yoga. you're listening to. Yeah, and I'm listening to some Gary Vee. Like, exactly. And then I have moods where I'm just completely goofy. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get with the Against All Odds podcast. So mm-hmm. stay on your so toes. You should listen to all of them. Yeah, just you <laughs> probably should listen to them all. And probably maybe even sign up for premium you need membership. You tell a story throughout the entire thing so that they have to follow along. Like episodes. And lastly, end episode three, Harry the Rabbit was bouncing through the forest. Yes. <laughs> no, all right. Well, that was the podcast. Mimi, thank you for answering my difficult questions for you today. You're welcome. You opened up to the podcast. I did. So thank you for that. I feel very vulnerable right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're listening on Podbean, hopefully, I don't want to jump any guns, but hopefully this is on iTunes. Or Spotify, maybe Spotify, possibly. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Anyways, this was the Against All Odds podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.